see how old Matt Damon is. Matt Damon is 61 years old. That's not true, is it? <laughs> no. I was like, what? <laughs> Brunch. Hit it, boys. Affleck week kicking our ass. It really is. It's like I love it, but it's kicking our ass. I actually had to like I had somebody asked me if I wanted to do something tonight, and by do something I mean play video games. And I was like, this is gonna sound really stupid, but Affleck week is just tearing me apart. Absolutely. I told you today, I was like, I feel like a cocaine person, except I've never done cocaine before and I'm not doing cocaine. So I'm just Drinking a lot of coffee and not sleeping and working around the clock. We're working our jobs and living our lives in addition to doing Affleck Week, which isn't necessarily true. I think we're just more letting Affleck Week take over the living our lives part. Yeah, but I mean, like, I am in the first week of a new job and I've, I've like, I've really like, questioned myself and being like, are you really prioritizing Affleck Week over my job? And the answer is absolutely yes. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm prioritizing Affleck Week over your job. Right. That has been made abundantly Definitely. clear. We sent out a tweet, said, what's your favorite part of Affleck Week so far? And the best response was just like, that you guys did it with with Without, no warning. With zero regard for Pete's j- Absol- new job. Just yeah. starting it, it, getting it going. So we're not going to, this isn't going to be a like a we're so tired thing, but just more pointing out that we absolutely are capable of doing a week's worth of Affleck content. Mm-hmm. That's lot, something like, that I've learned along the way. In real time. We are certainly capable of doing it. And you wonder, how can you do five episodes in five days? Here's a little cheat sheet for you. It's never going to be you and me and your sister and Shine playing fucking house up there, okay? Get that in your fucking head. I was wondering on the way over here, I was like, can we do Boston accents like Ben Affleck does them? Uh, I don't like to. Yeah, the like I hated box that. The Boston accent thing is the most cringeworthy thing in the world. Well, good, because this is the Boston, Massachusetts episode of Affleck Week, specifically Cambridge, Massachusetts. We mm-hmm. went to Cambridge today, mm-hmm. soaked up some of that sweet, sweet Affleck air, walked on the grounds where he walked. Hallowed ground, one yeah. would say. Didn't really, we should have. We should have like taken video and B-roll and stuff as we were doing stuff. We did make a video of us doing an Affleck-cathalon, which is basically doing as much stuff with as much Dunkin' Donuts in your hands as you can possibly do. Mm-hmm. and Essentially a Dunkin' Donuts relay race. Yeah, like a field day with Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. Which, that would have ruled. If they involved munchkins in field day when you were a kid, that'd be so much more fun. Hell yeah. Field day was a bit of a racket. They get you all excited. They're like, you're going to go outside, and you're going to run, and you're going to try to win. And you're like, that sounds like gym class. It was, it was day. a day of gym class, but field day rocked. Because it was an entire day. It was an versus, entire yeah. day. And like, I don't know, like at my school, they had they had cool events. Like you, they'd like, you could do arts and crafts. You could make stuff that like, I, I remember like you, you could make a button <laughs> and it had like a picture of you on the button. I remember one of the years I did, uh, I drew on my face with, uh, I'd made a goatee and that was my button. Okay. I don't know why. 
Maybe I was big on um, big on Affleck at the time. Right, you you'd seen Chase and Amy. Yeah, that's recently. right. I was a like a six year old kid who just got done watching Chase and Amy, and I was like, I need the Affleck goatee. Give me that Affleck look. Uh, Affleck went to Cambridge, Ringe, and Latin for his school. That's where he. I don't think he was. That's a high school. So I. I <coughs> bless you. My bad. Sorry. Bless you. Uh, just a question. Do we edit that out? I'm editing tonight's episode. I, we, what's our procedure on... What's our protocol on sneezes? I That might be like the first... I, nah, I think that, I, that can't be the first sneeze in brunch With history, my allergies? Right? No, that can't definitely be. not. So I, I bet we edit them out. Because I bet I've sneezed a bunch and we've probably edited those out. I'll leave it up to you. Well, now we've talked about it so much that... That's true, isn't it? That, that's, how about we that, edit out the sneeze and then leave the discussion as to whether or not we edit out sneezes? Yeah, that's true. I, what I should have done is I should have done the old... Ooh, hit the... Oh, you can bleep yourself when you bleep sneeze? I got a bleep button. Wow. There's also a mute, but I think the bleep would have been way funnier. How about you sneeze, you don't bleep yourself, and then you bleep me as I say bless you for like invoking religion and we're, we're, we're okay. just trying to play it safe Let, on this podcast let's redo that one okay i i just sneeze one two three go bless you shit i missed it we got to do that again all right i just sneeze one two three go. fuck you oh. <laughs> there you go there we go nailed it that's the classic bless you routine <laughs> we've been workshopping that one forever breaking into places where they do open mics <laughs> workshop in the uh one of us goes up on stage at an open mic night yeah. mic night goes up on stage at an open mic night and does five minutes on sneezing next guy goes up sneezes and does another five minutes on sneezing <laughs> one of, no the second guy goes up sneezes the guy who went first is in the audience yells fuck you and then the guy gets off the stage so Affleck go. week. This what this is brutal because this is the this is an episode that we're putting out there. So Monday we gave the first week of Affleck week to everybody, and then we're like, we'll still give them the regular Wednesday episode, but the regular Wednesday episode is going to be a midweek Affleck week episode. So you missed one yesterday. Yeah. You're going to miss one tomorrow if you're not on the Patreon, and, and you're going to miss one on Friday because you're not on the Patreon. And the worst part is, I mean, we've definitely got time to turn this around. Tuesdays was so good. It was. Tuesday was coming off of J-Lo. We were doing... We did an Armageddon episode. That was great, great fun. Um, uh, we appreciate everyone who has jumped into the Patreon to support the cause. Because now, as Affleck Week is going and people w- wanted to get Aff- get us to Affleck Week, now that Affleck Week has started, we are starting to pick up more patrons who want to participate in it. And now you're going to have us talking about the sleepover stream because we are within 100 of the sleepover stream. So get used to get ready for those updates. Hell yeah. <laughs> Where I think we're like you 90 thought, away. You thought the Affleck week updates were were uh, torturous. Get ready. Well, what's really it's, we're looking at double the amount of updates on uh, on sleepover stream. But I do think that like once the ball gets rolling. Yeah. A little momentum. What would really be torture, though, is if we get to the sleepover stream soon because hockey playoffs are coming up, and especially if the Bruins are in it, that's when our lives are busy. And per Patreon, we have to do it immediately when it happens. The second we get to 350 patrons, 
a sleepover begins between the two of us. That no matter what hour of the day it is, we have to have an immediate sleepover. I I do like the idea of just like um, immediate protocol for Patreon. I have like a go bag. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like a pregnancy. And it's, yeah, you can water could break at any second as soon as you hit the, the tier on Patreon. Um, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm so fucking excited for the for the sleepover. Honestly, because it's, it's just going to be like nine straight hours of mario tennis i mean one of your many gifts to this podcast is your patreon ideas your if we do this we get to do this ideas i don't think i've come up with shit there affleck week huge hit so far you did the song i did the christmas song that's right right. the non-existent christmas song um so this is the cambridge slash boston episode of Affleck week. As I mentioned, we went to Cambridge today, had a good time, shot that video. It was wild stuff. Thank you to washed media for, uh, finding fo- room in the budget, footing the bill. Yeah. They blasted out a tweet saying like, you won't believe how much this costs to make. Honestly, the video of you running the bases and picking up a bunch of Dunkin' Donuts with miles, like close up <laughs> yeah. on you. Shooting, that was that video I watched it a hundred times. Miles is the funniest part of that video. Just like the the sheer determination to stick with me. getting the yeah. shot. Miles, who like has made documentaries and stuff like that, is um, making our Affleck Week content with us. So what a legend that guy is. Uh, Affleck is uh, not currently in Boston, but has been in Boston recently because he is shooting that movie with George Clooney called The Tender Bar, or The Tender Bar. I don't understand what it means, but it it's sounds about like a bar, I believe. Our kind of bar. Yeah, that's true. Just beer Tenderfellas and bar. Tenders. We're also going to talk on this app about... Oh, I thought you, I thought you were making it like a... We're tender guys. Like chicken tenders. No, I thought you meant like we're, we're tender fellas. Yeah, we're pretty tender. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. But we... Why, Could work. Why not both? That's true. You can go there, nosh on some uh, tenders, and just be tender while Billy Joel's leave a tender moment alone plays pretty good song that one is so what does affleck by the way that movie uh being shot in, in beverly massachusetts and the bar that they're using is one of the bars that i went to quite often as a college student really yeah very cool very cool did you know that in goodwill hunting some scenes were shot at harvard which typically is not allowed but an exception was made at the behest of Harvard alumnus John Lithgow. I really read up on really? Ben Affleck Boston <laughs> movies. The two we're going to focus on. I thought one. you were going for a real easy. Uh, did you know that one of the bars that was used in Ben Affleck same was the same from bar the from the social network? Yeah. Even though I'm pretty sure none of the places that they show in Goodwill Hunting exist anymore. Like the the place where they eat the sandwiches and they kiss, which we'll talk about them. We'll get into an actual discussion about that movie. But the scene where they have their first kiss with mouths full of sandwiches. Delightful. I was like, oh, my God, no. Delightful. Oh, because they're so weird about it. I was like, I hate this couple. I'd, I mean, like, I would have hated it if I was sitting there at the bar. Yeah. But I mean, for like the sake of the movie, they, they had such a weird beginning to their relationship that True. the fact that they were just like trying to, quote-unquote, consummate the relationship in the weirdest way possible. I I appreciate the quirkiness of it. And she was getting... Yeah, she was getting him to, to be cute. Yeah, to be and just, out, like, and just like, let his guard his... down a little bit. Right. 
Which And I do like the idea of like, hey, if this is weighing on your mind and it's going to sort of like hang over you for the rest of the night or the rest of this date, let's just get it over with now. I like that move. Yeah. Yeah. Not a terrible, because that's like mid-date. Right. Throw it in there. Although that happens in uh, Insecure and it doesn't work. Remember? They go to um, Molly goes out with a guy. And I think they, like, grab a drink or something. And in, like, the middle of the day, like, as they're walking out of the bar, she, like, gives him a kiss. And <laughs> he says back, uh, I think he says, I think he says back to her, like, you trying to fuck? And she's like, <laughs> I was trying well, to be cute. Okay, <laughs> well, all right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so, the tender bar. Watch out for that. Backstory on Ben Affleck. Moves to Cambridge when he's three. He's the brother of very successful actor and director Casey Affleck. Yes, Silver Spoon, some might say. Yeah. The road was paved for him. Because he was the brother of Casey (laughs) Affleck. That would be a funny funny argument to make, is that like Casey Affleck paved the way for Ben Affleck. Yeah, he only got those opportunities because he was, they were like, oh, the Manchester by the Sea guy? (laughs) His brother? Can he act? How do you think they got the backing for Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. Yo, you know the story the story of the backing of Goodwill Hunting is a doozy. I I don't I don't like it. Yeah, you don't want to know where it goes. Yeah. Oh, well, obviously you know who was involved in that in the beginning, you kind of see that name a lot, but let, mm-hmm. let's just get into Goodwill Hunting discussion now. Goodwill <sighs> Hunting, huge beer movie. Big beer movie. Big beer movie. Every Guys scene. Sitting around Boston shit. Beer. Do you have any cigarettes? I do, actually. Goodwill Hunting, 1997. Not lighting these. My allergies are too bad. If I smoke a cigarette right now, I will pass away. <laughs> if I smoke cigarettes or cigars or anything when my allergies are bad, you will be dead. Coughing. Coughing. <laughs> not, yeah, not, not really. It just makes like all my eyes and everything worse. Uh, anyway, uh, Goodwill Hunting. A lot of guys sitting around doing cigarettes. We were just talking... Indoors and outdoors. Everywhere. Everywhere. They they make a total Atlanta out of it. (laughs) We were just talking to Ellen about it because we... uh, When I came, you were finishing it up and we watched some of the classic scenes. And she was like, you guys have already seen that movie before. Why do you got to watch it again? Because every time you see something, you get a new fresh thing. Like, I wouldn't have known going into this, like, hey, they kind of just sit around and drink. It's a lot of scenes... Of guys just drinking beer, yep. smoking cigarettes, and they're not. They, there's Robin Banks. It might be like the the <laughs> the one movie, movie yeah, for sure. Uh, it might be the one movie in the history of cinema where there's just guys drinking beers in almost every single scene, and you never see them drunk. That's true. Yeah, they're it's a lot never of taking drunk. the edge off. But there's the big reveal at the end when they get him a car for. His 21st birthday party. Oh, my party. God. Uh, yeah, that is incredible. Every that, like, scene of the movie <laughs> is in a bar, him drinking beer. And then at the end, they're like, hey, you're 21, finally legal to drink. Let's go get your first beer. <laughs> so, 97, Affleck, Damon, obviously a classic. It won them Best Director, not Best Director, uh, Best Original Screenplay. It won Gus Van Sant uh, an Academy Award loss, Best Director. <laughs> That's right. I don't know who won. 
97, we looked it up. 97 was a huge year for As Good As It Gets. As Good As It Gets was nominated in like every category. It's yeah. insane. Uh, Jack Nicholson won. Helen Hunt won. Greg Kinnear <laughs> was nominated for Best Supporting. I made a joke. We, we, we were looking. We were like, all right, so it lost the Titanic. We know that it, it lost Best Picture to Titanic. But Matt also, Damon James Cameron defi- definitely won Best, best Director. Director yeah. yeah, Matt Damon is so good in the movie that we were like, why didn't Matt Damon win? Who won? And you were like, Jack Nicholson and I joked, I was like, what did Greg Kinnear get nominated for Best Supporting Actor? And he did. He did. People loved As Good As It Gets. That's an okay movie. Yeah, I don't remember that being like, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I don't remember that being like awesome. Like pres- prestige, right. stop the presses, like get out of here. That seemed Matt just Damon. more like a run-of-the-mill like romantic comedy, right? Yeah, I think it was more complicated than that. I believe um, there's... Greg Kinnear's character is gay. He's a gay artist who I think gets attacked in the beginning of the movie. And um, is Jack it, Nicholson... Is he the one who has OCD and he like can't step on the cracks? Is that a different movie? I think one of the main characters has OCD. I think it's Jack Nicholson. He, and they he, take a road trip? Do they take a road trip? I don't know. Maybe we should and do they it. they jump the thing and then they get over it and the, then the car breaks... And DJ Quells is like, my dad's gonna kill me. This is a road trip reference. And they they play. There's a bus scene, and they play uh, Lady. And I'm like, hey, I'm gonna learn in a few years that this is Ween, and I'm gonna love this scene a lot more. All right, that's as good as it gets. Yeah, for sure. Sean William Scott, mm-hmm. Zai 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 They're the Zai Kai fraternity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great movie. Great movie. Road trip. Greg Kinnear was. Rocked. This has been Affleck week. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> 97, you got Affleck, you got Damon. Originally written by Harvard student Matt Damon for a playwriting class. He was supposed to write, I think, a scene or a one-act play or something like that. Matt Damon went to Harvard? I didn't know that until I was reading that either. Which is the most shocking thing in the world because you know everybody who goes to Harvard. Right. They j- I didn't know just... that John Lithgow went to Harvard. That doesn't surprise me. I'm more surprised that like I didn't know that Matt Damon of all people went to Harvard. S- very, very true. Maybe he didn't go to Harvard. Did he just go to like a, a like a class like at a Harvard? Night. Yeah, it could have been something like that. Maybe he was like working as a janitor and just kind of uh, what are they called? Uh, just kind of auditing classes, mm-hmm. just sitting there solving the playwriting uh, problems <laughs> on the on chalkboard. The, on the chalkboard, it's like. What's what happens at the end of the play? And he's like, resolution. And Stellan Skarsgård's like, who did this? <laughs> which one? Which one am I? I did. I forgot that Stellan Skarsgård was in Goodwill Hunting. I always forget that Stellan Skarsgård's in the movie. The beginning of the movie kind of takes you uh, for a trip, takes you for a ride because you remember that Stellan Skarsgård's in the movie, and no movie punches you in the face with the Harvey Weinstein credit more than goodwill hunting I didn't every even time notice i it. see goodwill hunting the beginning you don't no I, well i mean i wasn't paying that much attention at the beginning for whatever reason like the placement i don't know if it's uh, I'm, you see his name pop up in credits on everything but just for whatever reason maybe it's just because i've seen goodwill hunting a couple of times since all the harvey weinstein stuff came out but you see that and you're like oh everything about this movie is considered so like everyone's associations with this movie is just like 
greatness. It's mm-hmm. I think people think uh, Robin Williams' best role. Best performance, yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. Certainly best dramatic performance. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. If we were alive at the time, like, knowing how crazy people go over, like, Adam Sandler in a in a serious performance, people would have lost their absolute shit. There would have been huge, did you know yeah. Robin Williams is a good actor stuff going. And Robin Williams is the, the greatest. We were saying today when we were goofing around in Cambridge, as a uh, native of the Boston area, I always feel weird saying... Like I'm from Boston, I'm from like ten minutes outside of Boston, but that only matters to anybody who lives within like Boston the greater Boston proper. area. Area, yeah, yeah. But as like a lifelong Bostonian, it's so funny to me that Robin Williams won an Academy Award for recreating the call of the Carlton Fisk Homer, <laughs> just screaming like. Them, them punch hits it, and it's down the line, and we're and everybody's screaming. Like, and that was just such an good. over-the-top acting performance, like on both their parts. To be like, no way, yeah. holy shit, and like and this then punch hit a dinger, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this was like, bef- like early on in the movie where Damon wasn't getting, wasn't really opening up too much. That to, was their breakthrough, I yeah, think, right? right, yeah. So it was, that was it was pretty funny. It was quite overacted, but I enjoyed it. So Damon writes it for a class. He writes, he does a little too much work. He overachieves, mm-hmm. pulls a, I guess, opposite of his character. Will. Yeah. Right. He under, or he overachieves, writes something too long and writes his girlfriend, Skylar, into it. And Skylar ends up being a character in the movie. His girlfriend, fun fact, the real Skylar and is married, uh, maybe they're divorced, but ended up marrying Lars Ulrich from Metallica. What? Craziest thing in the world. What the fuck? Affleck week research will knock you on your ass. Was uh, was she, like, accurately uh, described in the movie? Like, is she, was she an yeah. actual, like, a Harvard was student she a Harvard from student England? From, I don't know. Good question. Um, I do not know. So, he writes this thing, then brings in... Affleck and he's like yo want to help me flesh this thing out they write it they sell it to Castle Rock for $675,000 against $775,000 $775,000 which if you watch Entourage you loosely understand what that means I don't don't totally understand what that means I think it means if the movie gets made they get that extra hundred thousand dollars which is that's a weird way for the movie industry to work because it's like why are you right, buying we're this we're gonna give doesn't... you so much money and then if we make the movie we'll give you a little more right that's so weird like a hundred thousand dollars is nothing when you're giving somebody seven hundred thousand dollars basically yeah that is very very weird so castle rock buys the script and they're gonna make the movie but a big stumbling block becomes Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are thinking of being in the movie. In fact, they demand it. They want the lead roles. They want to be Will and your cousin from Boston. <laughs> and you know what? For good measure, they, they, pull a, they pull a Kevin Costner. They say, I want to be in the movie. I, I want Ben to be in the movie. And Rob Reiner, who's the president of Castle Rock, is like, I don't know. And he's like, and I want my brother Casey to be <laughs> yeah. in it because I goddamn feel like it. So that's a no-go. 
Castle Rock says, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put the script in turnaround, which if you've seen Entourage, you kind of understand what that means. I think it means you got 30 days to have to find another studio to pay Castle Rock. To take it off their hands. Take it off their hands. All right. So you find somebody else that's going to give us 675K. And we'll let you do. We'll let you have it back. Do whatever you want mm-hmm. because the oh the reason Castle Rock was like no we don't want you it's because they saw the fucking chasing Amy and yeah, they're like, Amy just came out. It was rough. Yeah. they were like let me the next thing you know no no we can't put you in it because then you're gonna ask for Jason Lee <laughs> people are very mad at him right now imagine really Jason mad at Lee played the fucking genius boy in this no Jason Lee plays uh, Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> Jason Lee, Jason Lee could have been Casey Affleck's character. He, well, no, he could have been Cole Hauser. <laughs> no, you're, that's he's correct. <laughs> yeah. No, he couldn't. Have. No, he could have been Cole Hauser. So Which we were talking about before when we were watching the movie. We we're like, God damn, good for Cole Hauser. He doesn't do a whole lot in this movie, but he gets to say that he was the fourth kid in uh in Goodwill Hunting, and that's pretty damn cool. Being the fourth guy in that crew is really cool. I might just go around telling people I was the fourth guy in that crew because nobody fucking remembers that it's Cole Hauser. They won't believe it because they believe that you were the first guy in that crew. That's true. Matt Damon, great performance in that movie. So this 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 is going to be a challenging episode because we've ha- had crazy enough days that if we start to lose our train of thought... We're a little loopy, I think. That's right. That thing is halfway to California in a broken down shitty car you were dying at the end of that yeah movie. It, i i don't do we want all right we'll, we'll just talk about it now it's so fucking funny that they spend the entire move the entire movie being like you are so fucking smart you can do whatever you want you you got everything figured out if you want to and then the conclusion of that movie is he gets the shittiest car in the world and he's gonna attempt to drive it from boston to california non-stop he doesn't get to Worcester. <laughs> yeah. All I could think about in my head was the scene uh, from Breaking Bad where uh, where Hank is about to die and he's looking Walter White in the eyes and he goes, you're the smartest guy I know and you're too stupid to figure out that he made up his mind 10 minutes ago. And like all I could hear was Ben Affleck going to Matt Damon, you're the smartest guy I know and you're too fucking stupid to figure out that this car won't get you across state lines. He hits like the first gas station, fills up and the car doesn't start. It just start. falls apart. It's just the Blues Brothers scene where they pull the car up and all the parts fall off. That'd be the most ridiculous way to wrap up uh, the Goodwill Hunting storyline. But actually, a more ridiculous one exists because in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and I did send you this clip, mm-hmm. even though Ben Affleck is already in that movie as Holden, they have Jay and Silent Bob stumble onto the, the set of Goodwill Hunting 2 hunting season where they're in the same bar and they run into that douchebag with the ponytail. And the funniest Again. part about that scene is that they got the guy from Goodwill Hunting to reprise his role. And they have Gus Van Sant. <laughs> oh, dude, I didn't even He's realize sitting that. in the background and they go What is yeah, what is the to, power of Kevin Smith that he can just do this shit? They get together uh they, they they're like okay, places and Affleck goes, 
all right, Gus, are we rolling? And they cut to Gus Van Sant, and he's like, he has a sandwich or something, and he's Jesus like, Christ, I, yes, ben, ben, I'm busy. Like, <laughs> yes, go. So they do the scene, and they, Affleck and Damon are so terrible in it. <laughs> Affleck is especially bad. He basically makes it like Scooby Doo. He's like, I don't know, Will. This guy he's seems like bad news. <laughs> and then. Uh, then they, they murder him. <laughs> they blast the shit out of him and like he he flies through the air after being shot with a shotgun and then like into a wall. It, I cannot believe that that guy agreed to do that, which I guess like in the grand scheme of things, I should not be shocked that he agreed to do that. Whereas like Ben <laughs> Affleck and Matt Damon agreed to do that. But like at least them two were in with Kevin Smith before. So they're like, all right, whatever. So that happens. And then then Ben Affleck has his walk off line. Which is what is uh says applesauce, bitch. <laughs> so stupid. And I don't think they say cut because Gus Van Sant isn't uh, paying attention. So to continue the story, they go to the other studios. They were like, "Hey, remember that bidding war for Goodwill Hunting? You can have it." All the studios say no because Castle Rock wanted to do the movie with Leo and Brad Pitt, which. Can't fucking blame them. Can't blame them. Yeah, that would have made it. That would have made uh, 1997 a very busy Academy Awards for <laughs> right. Leonardo DiCaprio. That's true. Yeah, uh, we could alternatively we could go back in time and call that movie "Once Upon a Time Only in Boston." Once exactly. So what are they going to do? You just said earlier it's wild the pull that Kevin Smith has. Ben Affleck at the time is working on a movie called Chasing Amy. And he goes to Kevin Smith, gives him the script, and is like, yo, we're doomed. Is there anything you can do? Kevin Smith reads it, personally takes it to Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein reads it, loves it, says, we're going to give Castle Rock all their money to do it with Damon and Affleck starring. Kevin Smith, oddly enough saved saved goodwill hunting so they end up making the movie with those guys and they like fill it out with robin williams yeah and, like I mean, they, they, they this was no like indie production it, it, it was it, harvey wine it like started with with uh from rags yeah that's that's a rags to riches story. right although if it starts at harvard is it necessarily rags to riches and like and like it's not like ben affleck was fucking unknown correct correct they'd Affleck was doing stuff. Interior shots were filmed in Toronto. Really? University of Toronto served as MIT and Harvard. Yeah. Oh, because MIT and Harvard don't let you film. And because everything everything is shot in Toronto. That's true. It's cheaper. How do you get anything Toronto and done Atlanta. in Toronto when Just, all those movies are being made? <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, I also did see uh, that. What was it? NASA, they had a big problem with uh, NASA not letting them shoot inside. Uh, they had to they had like ten minute film windows yeah. for Armageddon. I saw that during the uh, the DVD commentary. And guess what? Guess who got in trouble during filming at NASA? Who? One Ben Affleck. Really? Yeah. There was. Uh, they filmed. Uh, they filmed a scene with a live spaceship that was supposed to be taking off. Like. Ten days later, after they were filming, it was like a live, active scene oh, of no. a spaceship, and so they 
allowed them to film on the bridge to the spaceship. So like the scene where they're walking to that's that was a, a live bridge to an actual spaceship that went into outer space and they allowed them to film there for 10 minutes and they said do not touch anything in the spaceship and they get in they get inside like the little uh the doorway and guess who decides to like slingshot himself into the spaceship uh was Ben Affleck. Oh my god, that the, the nerdonauts must have been furious. That's right. That's th- there's a different best part every time you watch that clip of the Ben Affleck commentary. Yeah, definitely. Nerdonauts has to be up there. <laughs> nerdonauts is very good. Also, I don't know if it's the clip that I that I shared, but like he says uh he's like Michael Bay said he said he said he said fuck you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he says like three he times. He sounds quite hungover. In that commentary. I would not be shocked. Maybe he had just filmed any scene in Good Will Hunting. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you're right. They're never really drunk. Um, I forget every time I watch that movie that Matt Damon is so good in it. Like, that's like a very, very, very great performance from Matt Damon, I think. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And I think that Ben Affleck is is uh, really good. Probably the best of the movies that we've discussed so far, yeah. in terms of like his actual performance, I think he was better in Goodwill Hunting than he was in Armageddon. Yeah, I love the move of it's it's kind of Cooperish, but writing a script and giving yourself a sick monologue. Mm-hmm. That scene of "If you're still here in twenty years, I'll fucking kill you" is that's probably is that the height of Affleck? That might be the like the probably. best Affleck scene ever. Probably, um, but I mean like. You also you have to consider the fact that he wrote this or like co-wrote this right. and gave himself the lead. Exactly. A, a co-lead. Yeah. So like giving himself a monologue relatively insignificant. Interestingly enough, Kevin Smith when they were putting the movie together, Affleck was like, "Yo, you've done so much for us in this movie. Are you interested in directing?" Kevin Smith said, "No." Because I have the I have the quote from him. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. What? He said no because like this is too good for him. He said that he only directs things that he writes. Which is uh that's fair. And that the movie needed a quote good director. There you go. I I knew it. I would I I like that out of Kevin Smith. That's super respectable. Yeah, definitely. Like he, this would have been a huge win for him, but he didn't want to like fuck it up. You ever been asked to do something like whether professionally or otherwise, where you're like, like your answer is like, "I'm so flattered that you think that," but but uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't do better. as good a job yes, as yeah. you this think deserves I would do. somebody better. Yeah, yeah. So um, shout out Kevin Smith. He's growing on us throughout this week. I was gonna say, you know who the biggest winner of Affleck Week is? It's definitely Kevin Smith. Yeah, for sure. I would get Kevin Smith on. I mean, we'd have to. I don't know, like, would we talk about, hey, so Chase and Amy. I think maybe I, I might, like, ask him, like, do you think that Chasing Amy has aged well? Yeah, that's a good question. And I bet he would say, I, I want some of that back. Yeah. Or, like, maybe yeah, I, would, I, I made it I, how people talked then. And Maybe I would you watch that. make it a little bit more, uh, like, sensitive. Yeah. Doug Allen, the producer, or the director of Entourage, recently was in the news because he was he said that like hbo really distances itself from that show where there's hbo is so nostalgic with its shows and 
lets them live forever and celebrates them forever. But HBO has kind of been like, uh, these, a show about a bunch of douchebags is like not probably not someone's favorite show right now. I mean, I but think he's for like, better I was worse, making that show authentic to what people were. That's what I'm, I think for better or for worse, Entourage pulls back the curtain. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it won Best Original Screenplay, Best Supporting Actor, also nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, Best Editing, Best Original Dramatic Score. This is the first time in this conversation that we've mentioned Danny Elfman, The God, and Best Original song uh what do i have for notes on this movie great performance matt damon what was the original song i don't know it was uh something about it was like an insignificant thing and okay. it, it wasn't by danny elfman okay so get the fuck out of here if there was like a new oingo boingo Wait, it song won best original song at the it was nominated for oh, best i was original gonna song. say because obviously that has to go to my heart will go on right yes yes my okay. heart will go on was the the winner for that do you think do you think that if you're not from Boston, I mean, obviously this got acclaim everywhere, but I don't think either of us are like super Boston, like in our feelingsy. Mm-hmm. But I think a big reason that I love that movie is Boston. Yeah, because it it doesn't really like it doesn't. I feel like it doesn't like. Pr- present itself really as a boston movie it's just a movie that takes place in boston right like obviously it's a very big part of that movie but i feel like it how do i say this like i feel like it prides itself from being in boston without being in your face about being in boston did you see um john mulaney in it would have been between New in Town and whatever the one after that was, Comeback Kid, maybe. Um, he, I saw him in Boston shortly after New in Town came out, and he had a bit about Boston that was great, which was like, I always feel weird coming to Boston because I only my impression of Boston is based off of Boston movies, and every single Boston movie is about how someone needs to get out of boston that is true that is very true and that is that stays the same in this movie that's goodwill hunting that's definitely the town the town the town is the ultimate get me out of boston <laughs> the town is two and a half hours of get me out of boston uh, to go to florida of all places although i guess like a big uh fleeing destination from people from new england is going to florida tangerine florida um on damon's character there's always something so interesting about a character who's a genius but also respects every profession too much <laughs> to like shit think on like it. i'm better than this. i okay i should become uh insert prestigious profession like in the, uh, if you've seen shameless the character lip is like that too he's like a genius and could be a great student but he's like no like it's there's just as much um there's just as much honor honor in being like insert job versus being a doctor or something like that. But those characters are always so defiant about not being the things that will make you super rich. And then everyone's all pissed at them the whole time. Yeah, but I I mean, I, I also do. I respect Ben Affle- or uh, Matt Damon for being like, yo, my 
my goal is just to like have an enjoyable life in which I live next to my best friend and we go to, we have kids at the same time and we bring them to baseball practice. Like I, I sort of like get where he was coming from for a lot of this movie to be like, I understand that you want this for me, but I don't really want it. I want to have a simple life. Yeah. And I, I, Affleck just cracks him in the (laughs) face with that log. Yeah. If, If my best friend was like, yo, don't take this the wrong way, but I hope that I never yeah. see you again at some point. Like I would be like, "What the fuck, dude?" Like I could, I could have a very fulfilling, successful life here. Yeah, you don't have to kick me out of your life. It would just, I would take that the wrong way. And I think I believe that he says, "Don't take this the wrong way," because you're my best friend. But there's no way that I'm not taking that the wrong way. Let's see, we got it here because for my, uh, can we do Boston accents thing? I was like, maybe we'll read this. It says, look, you're my best friend, so don't take this the wrong way. In 20 years, if you're still living here, coming over to my house to watch the Patriots, still working construction, I'll fucking kill you. Listen, the, the, That's not a threat. The, uh, the, I, the I, I like working construction back. part is that is fine. Yeah. I'll, uh, I like reading back scripts from Boston movies like you're in a courtroom or something. <laughs> Just do it straight with no accent. So Affleck says to him, look, you're my best friend, so don't take this the wrong way. In 20 years, if you're still living here, coming over to my house to watch the Patriots games, still working construction, I'll fucking kill you. That's not a threat. Now, that's a fact. The I'll defendant kill you. defendant then took a sip of beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hits beer. <laughs> Will. I'm one, we should do a tweet uh, once again asking you. How many beers do you think that I can smoke at the L Street Tavern? And it's just Affleck's head on Bernie Sanders. Yes, before um, 21. Uh, those two met, by the way. I'm sorry, sorry for, uh, being, for being lax on the Affleck information. Those two met because they lived two streets over from each other in Cambridge, Massachusetts. They were ages 8 and 10, respectively. I meant to look up who's older. My guess would be Affleck is older. I I would guess. Damon just looks so young. What yeah. is it with people like you who like what would you that you just look so young? I don't know. What is it about that face that you and I Matt Damon know. both have that makes you look super young? I don't know. It's a good question. Let's see how old Matt Damon is. Matt Damon is sixty one years old. That's not true, is it? <laughs> no. I was like, what? <laughs> That'd be amazing. Well, that's a cold open. Matt Damon is <laughs> 50 years old. Even that is kind of surprising yeah. to me. I would have guessed 44, but that's way too young because he's 50. He's from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Does that mean that ben, the, I think that he might be the older one then? Because there's no way that Ben Affleck is 52 years old. Ben Affleck is 48. Yeah, look Whoa. at that. Matt Damon is the older one. That's crazy. Maybe it's because Ben Affleck's taller. Interesting. Did we talk about it on the podcast? How funny it would be if uh, we said that Ben Affleck only got his breaks because yeah, that was on this. Podcast, yeah, it was on. Right? The, it was literally at the beginning of this podcast. How funny was? Was it good? Yeah, I think so. All right, got some laughs. Good bit. <laughs> All right, he's the brother of famous filmmaker Casey Affleck. I'll say this of Casey Affleck: um, the Boston accent joke stuff is always very uncomfortable very tiresome i think i speak for the both of us when i say that his um snl dunkin donuts so good 
is maybe the only completely funny Boston accent jokey thing. Probably. We need to- so fucking good. I remember I was grinning the whole time, and then I think at one point when the guy's yelling at him, I think he's like, come on, Mac. <laughs> and for some reason, like the guy's name being Mark was just so perfect. So do you want to transition from Goodwill Hunting to the other Boston movie, The Town? The other Boston movie? Yes. Yeah, there's been two movies made about Boston, both of them starring Ben Affleck. He won Academy Awards acting-wise for none of them because he's a he's a he's what we call a super close. He doesn't win any acting awards, but he's also not nominated yeah, for any right? acting awards. Yeah, so he's he's going close without the nominations. Yeah, and without doing the butt. You didn't watch the uh you didn't watch um the Academy Awards, right? No. Yeah, so did you miss Glenn Close? Yeah, I had no idea what that joke was. Real, really? Just right now when I said it? Yeah. Or like when you saw it on Twitter? No, I, no I, that was the first I'd ever heard of it. They I know that a, she twerked. Yes, right. Essentially, she, did a, she did what was essentially twerking, and everyone was all excited about it. Okay. And then she lost. lost. I was so you happy. hate to see it. Yeah. Everyone was like, no, she's got to You know who doesn't hate to see it? Who? The Academy, because they do it to her every time. <laughs> I love the Academy constantly nominating Glenn Close. I love Glenn Close and her last name being Close. That's true. So close. Glenn Close, but no cigar. Such a loser's mean. Oh, you don't want to call Glenn Close a loser. She's a very good actress. She's just not a winner. Right. She's not just what when it there's comes no to no word for that, but right. she's not a winner. I bet that there's this probably that sounds like some sort of country lyric, like I ain't a loser. I just don't win a lot. It's like a nah, that just sounds like big that, punisher kind of. Yeah, it's, that also sounds like I ain't a killer, but don't push me. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a loser. I just I, I a- lose in overtime. <laughs> she's not she's Glenn Close, definitely not a loser. De- definitely not a winner, but definitely not a loser. That's right. I mean, she was so great in Hook. She wasn't. She got uh, super close for Hook. She snubbed, which is when again you don't win because you're not nominated. <laughs> Let's transition to the town, which is the other movie about Boston. There's a third one coming. The tender, tender, tender bar, bar tender bar. Uh, very cool. This one, The Town. I rewatched it. You didn't get a chance. You've seen it. I've seen it many a times. That was like my college movie. It's a great movie. It's such an easy watch. Yeah. It it is a it is a great movie. Um Charlestown, Massachusetts, which if you're not from Boston, Charlestown, Massachusetts is the most booming got to be super rich yeah. like a one bedroom condo in Charlestown will go for more than houses in most other towns but Charlestown in the 90s yeah uh was and it probably before but Charlestown was like a kind of got to watch yourself in that area and it was famous for bank robberies and everything and what they present in that movie is is like right, but they apologize at the end of the movie. 
to Charlestown? I didn't realize that until I rewatched it today. I took a screen grab of it because I was really they the movie ends with and I'll say this, I think that the town is such a great premise for a movie because if you know anything about Charlestown and the kind of changing landscape of the world where like bank robberies just aren't really a thing anymore. Like we loved uh hell or high water right. where someone's trying to do bank robberies in modern day. And that just doesn't happen. Right. There, there's like a million reasons why that just doesn't work. So the idea of a town famous for heists and robberies having its kind of last gasp at that sort of crime is I think such a good idea. It says at the end of the movie, it says Charlestown's reputation as a breeding ground for armed robbers is authentic. However, this film all but ignores the great majority of the residents of Charlestown past and present who are the same good and true people found most anywhere. This film is dedicated to them. I don't know if they were pressured into doing that, but that is definitely the right thing to do because they yeah. only show. If you watch that movie and you have no no knowledge of Charlestown, you're like, I gotta never go to that that city. Yeah, because it's it's. Well, I mean, we talked about this. The entire movie is based on like the idea that you gotta get the fuck out of here, right? <laughs> so Charlestown's next to Boston, and it that that yeah that that whole movie is just this guy trying to get out of there. I'm glad I rewatched it because, again, you pick up something new every time you watch it. And my favorite thing about the town, I think, is that John Hamm plays an FBI guy. And I don't mean that in a he's a guy who works for the FBI kind of way. I mean that more like the FBI version of a wife guy. Oh, he, he is loyal to the FBI. That he works for the FBI. There is a lot of look. I'm with the fucking FBI or you do realize we're the FBI and you realize we're a national organization, right? He loves putting just flashing that badge. That's right. I'm in the FBI. They're robbing Fenway, killing people in there and they're getting nothing done outside because Ham's just pacing up and down Boylston Street. Letting everybody know who he works for. Being like, "Hey, I'm with I'm the FBI, you know. Just so you know, okay." They they say like, um, like oh, you get into law enforcement and things like that. Like good reasons to get into that are like wanting to serve the community. Want like a lot of good reasons. But Give back, right? But there's like horrible reasons to get into it. Like you don't want to get into it because like, oh well, no one believed in me. I'll show. Like you don't want to like. Get into that power line trip. of work yeah. on a power trip or with a chip on your shoulder or anything like that. I don't know what reason John what reason brought John Hamm into law enforcement. I think it was to tell being people. able to tell people yeah. that, like the scene with him and Blake Lively, where like they flirt a little bit. Blake Lively's great in that movie, by the way. No. Not an easy feat. I rewatch I thought she was horrible the first couple times I saw it. The more I watch it, the I'm accent like, very bad. Yeah, but Boston accents in movies are kind of always bad. Even Ben Affleck's uh, accent in the town isn't great. I think that I think I will say this. I think that Blake Lively's accent in the town is better than Leo's and sometimes uh, Matt Damon's yeah. in The Departed. The Departed has the like the most over the top Boston accents in the world. Uh, well, again, they're from Cambridge. I'm from the town next to Cambridge. You're from within. Like 10, 10 minutes. minutes of that. We're all from kind of the same bubble. And Cambridge is a lot more 
Boston than the, the towns that that we're from. But they don't have Boston accents, and them doing Boston accents doesn't always hit, which is why I was so interested in that when I was coming over here. I was like... If you were if, forced to do a Boston accent for like a week, it would probably sound cartoonish. If we did this whole podcast, I thought for a second, I was like, should we try to do the whole podcast? That would kill that, all the listeners. It would be awful. Yeah. I, Boston accent is a very hard thing to fake, and that's, that's maybe why we find it so cringeworthy when... Like Rachel Dratch will do it, or John Krasinski, and they it's it's just so heightened. And unless it's real, and maybe this is like very pretentious, but like I think you kind of have to be from around here to be able to detect what's a real Boston accent and what's not. Like I bet if there was like a lineup of people doing Boston accents, like hey, read this line. Here's a fucking cheat sheet for you. Yeah. Like, ah, that guy's not... That sounds like he's doing a Boston accent, but it's it, not a Boston accent. You, you know that, that sets that Raider off sometimes Who? is uh, Dave Portnoy. He sets really? off like the... Uh, he kind of he kind of forced that You'll Boston accent thing. Interesting. I have a... Occasionally, one or two words will come out Boston-y. And then I always well, stop myself and I say that was weird and then I continue. Well, I mean, I think that I think that I have it more than I like to admit because a lot of times people will be like, are you from Boston? I kind of noticed it on like a word or two that I picked up. And I, I've noticed that too, like with, with certain people, like like uh, Peter, La, Peter LaViolette, like mm-hmm. I picked, I was like, he's probably from Boston. Yeah. It just like... Torts. The, yeah, like the way that he talks and it's it's not necessarily like the Boston accent, but it's just like the way you say a word or two. Yeah. And it's just like, that sounds like my, my uncle would say it that way. And you, are you from around here? Yeah. I never get a you from Boston. Really? I used to get kind of often. Often. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> I used to get, are you from Canada? And then I think people just stopped caring about where I was from. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. I think they were like... <laughs> Who fucking cares about the what? What, what, what is he going to give me his whole story? <laughs> Get it through your fucking head. It's never going to be. See that I can't do that. Try to do that line. Get it through your fucking head. Get it through your. Get it through your fucking head. It's never going to be me, you, Shay, living Shine. down by the fucking whatever. Here's a fucking cheat sheet for you. It's never going to be <laughs> you, me, your sister, and Shine playing fucking house up there. No, no. Just, I sound forced. like a like a Simpsons character or something. <laughs> I I don't mind that I can't do a Boston accent because again I I contend that no one can do a Boston accent unless, unless you're like legitimately unless you're from Boston. Is the uh, your cousin from Boston guy from Boston? You Definitely think? not. Really? I mean, if he is, he he's sounds like overplaying. He's doing yeah. yeah, he sounds like he's doing a Boston accent. So I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the great work of uh, Jeremy Renner in this movie because he plays a Boston he again Jeremy Renner putting on a Boston accent is kind of no different from Ben Affleck putting yeah. on a Boston accent I feel like ben, proximity I, or not neither of them have it I feel like if I had to guess without with zero knowledge if I had to guess which one of those two guys was from Boston after watching the town I probably would guess Jeremy Renner they have the look I don't know how to describe it they they look so much like people from Boston. Jeremy Renner looks so much like uh, like your uncle from Boston. You would totally see that guy everywhere. Yeah. 100%. He seems like a guy that would hang out at a Dunkin' Donuts in the parking lot at like 8 a.m. before like his daughter's soccer game 
<laughs> just drinking a fucking cup of coffee. Let's see what the town got on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm gonna guess. Uh, I'm gonna guess like a seventy-six tomato meter. You have underestimated it. It's us eighty-four. You have underestimated it. Wow, an eighty-eight. The town has. An 89 plus 3. It has a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes. That I would have so never guessed high. that. That I do think that is like a... It's a great that's like movie, a but like... B plus A minus movie, but then when you, you actually see it has like a high A minus. You're like, whoa. Right, because like I... F- so that's Did where... Did they like, know Ben that, Affleck was in the movie? Rotten Tomatoes doesn't really like that's <laughs> those true. types of movies. But I, but I feel like it's one of those movies that... Um, that that the tomato meter doesn't necessarily reflect the the grade like the the quality of the movie whereas it's just a movie that a lot of people like yeah you know what i'm saying because like the tomato meter is the percentage of critics that enjoyed the movie and not so not like a reflection of like an aggregate score of a 92 cuz there's not a lot to dislike about the town right unless you want to nitpick with accent stuff but again like i i I can say, oh, the accents were awful in that movie. That's a reason for me to not nominate that person for an award, but that's but not a reason for me to dislike the movie, the movie yeah. because accents are accents. They're tough to do. They don't always. They don't the always. Action work. is great. Like yeah. it's a cool. It's a cool storyline. Um, I think like overall, like the performances are pretty good. Yeah, we'd be um, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that this. I don't know if it's the debut. Probably not. But that Ben Affleck directed this movie, and that. It was the first of at least two great movies that Ben Affleck directed. So when we get into the conversation of like, is Affleck good at this? Is Affleck like the answer is always yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, pretty much. I think based on the monologue from Goodwill Hunting <laughs> and the directing of this, uh, one of the critics that's from The Age Australia, Jim Shembry, wrote as far as a developing directing talent goes, the town is to Ben Affleck. What Pulp Fiction was to Quentin Tarantino. I feel like that's it's a bit that of, good. I feel like that's a bit of an overstatement. Again, I, I think we both really like this movie, <laughs> yeah. but everything we're seeing about it, we're like, yo, keep it in your pants. <laughs> right. It's just a fucking movie. Well, I mean, did we did we miss uh, misfire on the height of Affleck by saying that it was Armageddon? Because it seems like the height of Affleck to a lot of people may have been the town. A uh, quick correction in... We owe ourselves a lot of corrections because in the first episode of Affleck Week, we said his lowest rated movie was whatever. What was that? Uh, I forget. I don't know. But he's he was just an EP Luxury Club. club. There's something like that. He was just an EP. Oh, that doesn't count. So, F you, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, pardon what? My, pardon my French. Um, EP means like you didn't have anything to do with it. You maybe just like threw some money at it. If you've seen Entourage, you'll have a loose understanding that... <laughs> EP, I think I believe Ari Gold says is a jerk off title. <laughs> I believe that's and then HBO was like, forget this show. <laughs> and Doug Allen was really furious. Uh, of course, this was not the directorial debut for Ben Affleck. That would be 2007's Gone Baby Gone. We're not going to be doing any Gone Baby Gone this week, probably. Wait, he directed Gone Baby Gone. Oh, he did. That's okay. what Jason Best of Movie Talk wrote in his review. Okay, but I, I, I miss 
remembered, I was like, it stars. Casey Affle- yeah, I was like, it stars his uh, his, his younger, golden goose, his older brother that his meal that ticket, re- <laughs> right? Um, no, I I I thought that Gone Baby Gone was the production of Casey Affleck, but it it was Ben Affleck's de- directorial debut that starred Casey Affleck, and that movie, I'll tell you. Is fantastic. Gone Baby Gone? Yes. Gone Baby Gone's a terrific movie, and I've seen Gone Girl way more than I've seen Gone Baby Gone. Really? Yeah. I probably have, too. What do you think of Gone Girl? That'll probably be in the next episode when we talk about either the world hating Ben Affleck or everybody in a Ben Affleck movie hating Ben Affleck's character. But I think that that, uh, that Gone Girl was the transition to like new era Affleck where he plays a guy that is just like so fucking over everything and he just seems like an exhausted middle-aged man. Yeah, that's very fair. That's a great movie though. And he And I, Rosamund Pike is uh, as good an actor as there is, I think. She is extremely good in that movie. Yeah. Apparently that movie uh, apparently the book is all from all focusing on the girl and when they made the movie they're like what if we make the guy ben affleck and make the whole thing about him and how everyone's pissed at him and they were like why would we do that and they're like that's how the next 20 years is going to be next like 10 years of movies is going to (laughs) be okay can we put uh what's her face in it for a second who's uh oh um uh shoot uh emily radikowski yeah can we put emily radikowski in it Fine. Can Ben Affleck be in those scenes? And, and it makes you think less of Ben Affleck? Sure. I think we have a movie. We will match the <laughs> script that's in <laughs> Turnaround. You uh, know what? We won't put Leo in it. If we're talking about uh, Ben Affleck and Gone, and Gone, Gone Girl and Boston, mm-hmm. be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that Ben Affleck shut down the production of of gone girl right, that was supposed to we're so tired that was supposed to be a main point of conversation this also huge episode for us uh being remiss that's we true keep almost forgetting things and then saying we'd be remiss um yeah he he well i wouldn't say that he shut down production of gone girl for four days david fincher shut down production of gone girl for four days because he was fucking insistent that ben affleck had to wear a yankees hat uh, in the scene at the airport where he's trying to disguise himself, and Ben Affleck fucking refused to wear a Yankees hat as a a good Boston boy and a good Red Sox fan said absolutely not, and they got into this huge blowout, shut down production for four days, and eventually it was resolved by Ben Affleck just wearing a fucking Mets hat because there are two teams from New York. What's your price to wear a Yankees hat? I mean, like, I'm not swimming in my Scrooge McDuck vault, so it's not that big of a fucking price. But like, thirty cents, right. and if it's going to be anything significant, I'm giving that money to a charity or something. At least part of it. I'm keeping some of it, maybe. Yeah, you are putting a Yankees hat. That's right on your head. We should have Mark Bertrand on oh, this episode. That's right. Mark Bertrand, a uh, fr- friend of the show and a great radio host in Boston, really doesn't like when Boston athletes wear Yankees stuff. Particularly which is Tom a, Brady. Tom Ooh. Brady, Kemba Walker, which is a, a a perspective I can appreciate, but I love that that perspective exists because it's just so fun to 
screw around with. Yeah. Like, it's a fucking hat. Let him do... And, like, Kevin Walker's from New York. Right. And Tom Brady is from the Bay Area, which, like... And the Tom... If, I have a, an easier time coming to grips with, like, hey, Tom, you're from the Bay Area. You're not a Yankees fan. Like, know, yeah, yeah. know who you play for. Like, just please... Like, Tom Brady's not a baseball hat guy, either. You don't no. see him fucking now rocking. Now he has a, hair again? Right. You don't see him rocking a bunch of fucking like Cincinnati Reds hats. Correct. So, uh, you know, maybe just pick any other team. But that hat thing, you think that was a power trip thing? Do you think that was like a power struggle thing? Probably. I I think I feel like Ben Affleck probably has his Hey, I'm 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 Ben Affleck like you need me more than I need you. I think you're onto something. Because there. he did have that uh the it seemed like maybe I there saw was this a bit one of a DVD commentary. Yeah, there might have been a bit of a rift between him and uh, Michael Bay, where he was like, "Hey, Michael, this doesn't make a lot of sense." And Michael was like, "Hey, Ben, shut the fuck up." Hey, Ben, <laughs> I'm sick of your shit. Yeah. I don't know. Was Michael Bay huge at that time? Yeah, I mean, like he got Armageddon. Right. That, that's that's <laughs> right. That's the only way I saw it. Of like, yeah. he had to have been, but I don't know what he'd done before. Um. Yeah, but like I. I I don't necessarily think that Ben Affleck is difficult to work with more so that like I feel like Ben Affleck Ben Affleck has strong convictions. Yes, yes. Oh, uh he did The Rock in 1996, so that would have been a okay. a big a big thing. Um yeah, I bet that was like a bit of a I'm going to make him put this hat on and, and also if david fincher if david fincher is willing to shut that shit down for four days david fincher like probably an asshole if either of you are in that blinking contest <laughs> when people's jobs are being affected you're both assholes i'm more willing to say that the asshole is david fincher because he is running the show yeah and also again there's two fucking teams from new york yeah and nobody's really gonna blink an eye if he puts on a Mets hat rather than a Yankees hat so I think it's more of a power trip from David Fincher to be like this is my fucking movie and if you're not putting on that goddamn Yankees hat we're shutting this shit down for four days <laughs> do you think that it was for like a there was like a Cold War type situation where they're in that blinking contest for four days or do you think David Fincher declared if you don't put on that hat for the next four days no work will be done what if I put it on tomorrow for the next four <laughs> days, okay. And honestly, David Fincher's comments—I uh, don't have them up directly in front of me—but like his comments were like, I feel like Ben was very unprofessional by not by not wearing. Like he tried to make Affleck out to be the asshole there. I really wanted to be Yankees cap, but inhales loudly. Okay, Rolling Stone, being from Boston. And not being very professional as an actor, Ben refused to wear a Yankees cap, Fincher said. I mean, it did not come to blows, but we had to shut down production for, it was four days. Four days. Wow. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention one, another thing that also came to blows. Great scene between Stellan Skarsgård and Robin Williams when they fight over Matt Damon in Good Will Hunting. That was something that I meant to bring up. They have very a, good. They have a, it's a real uh it's a real row between friends. I would I would like to see a like a spin-off of just like the relationship between those two. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. It's not going to. And I was sad watching this movie cuz I was like, man, like what what would people complain about with Robin Williams in in this day and age of like 
someone's got to be underrated, overrated, or someone's got to suck or whatever. I'm like, what would people's problem with Robin Williams be? I'd really hate to know because Robin Williams was entirely lovely. And, he was and loved. Hilarious. Like, nobody disliked Robin Williams. No, nobody disliked Robin Williams. That was, I'll never forget the day that he died. I was very sad. Yeah. My mom called me. I was crying. It was the absolute worst. I hate that Robin Williams is dead. That's my, that's a hard take. You can at me with it. You can all takes expose me. I wish Robin Williams was still here doing that good shit. Man, he was so funny. Also, Robin Williams hair porn in that movie. A lot of short sleeve shirts. I was going to say, you got to specify which hair because he is was the hairiest man in the world. Uh, and I mean, when was, I think of Robin Williams hair, I'm thinking about his arms. And arm hands. hair. Arm yeah. hair. 100%. Uh, also, he had a, quite a bit of hamburger meat going on. Definitely. Just letting it fly. Yeah. God. All right. So this is that's the uh, Boston tribute, uh, Boston Robin Williams tribute episode of Affleck week. Next episode, we will have um, Affversity. Affversity, man. There's a lot to go over there. The adversity. So. We, I mean, when we started doing this, we were like, Thursday will probably be the craziest episode because there's so much to pull from. But then Tuesday happened, or I guess Monday happened, and then we made the Tuesday episode. Uh, it's been a blur, but we're loving it. Thanks for being with us. Stay with us. It's Affleck Week. God bless you.